I don't know. Like, there just isn't really that much to talk about with these episodes without doing, like, full recaps, which we're trying to steer away from. Yeah. That's true. Because at this point, I mean, even Connor is well into part four. So he actually got got around or beside himself with his distaste? Um, I don't know. I think he's taking it like less of a binge um, opportunity and more just kind of like watch it whenever. It's probably healthier. Well, I know. Not everyone can like blast through parts of JoJo in a week and a half like we can. Hmm. I mean, I feel like part five was, like, less than a week. No, we got that? through that in, like, a week and a half. Okay. Well, we got through a lot of it in less than a week. And then because we, we, were, we were doing stuff, like, some nights. Yeah. You know, we had obligations and things and... Yeah, they got in the way. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But that's okay. intentional or not or you know because we've been joking for quite a while about uh F, whether the guys are like at this point it's like come on how many times does he have to wander off before <laughs> they're just I mean, like, yeah that's like literally the slow go the meat and potatoes of this podcast is how many times is polnareff going to be allowed to wander off by himself it's a lot, it's a lot. before he dies right that's yeah that's the dot 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 um but yeah like in this this scene it's Another instance of that where he gets fucking grabbed by whole horse, of course, and he's been held up. Whole horse, of whole course. Horse, of course. It's a whole horse, of course. Instead of him somehow using his abilities and quote unquote his intelligence to get himself out of it, yet again he he has to rely on the other the other boyos to come save his bacon and uh, as they're walking back down the street because they like turn their heads and they're like where the fuck is Polnareff? Jotaro has this look on his face, like, really? Like, and he kind of smirks. At least I saw it as a smirk. Here we go again with this idiot. And I was like, I feel like it's the first time that he's had that kind of subtle emotional response to. Is it like a tick at this point? I don't think it's the first time when he's done some of his, like, yada yadas. Like, he's kind of had, like, a little uptick of his lips or something. Like, he's had some very subtle outward emotional responses to things yeah i think this is the first time i was like i was like is this this a a bit for him oh with polar specifically yeah Yeah. it's hard to discern because it's just like oh good polar got grabbed again like let's let's do the thing it's hard to discern if it's that or if it's like oh good i get to kick someone's ass i feel like at this point that it would probably be behoove the boys if they were to just stick polar face on a milk carton <laughs> and be like just, lost just, just don't return <laughs> in case found uh flush down the toilet it's what he it's what he would want so now that we've gotten almost to the end of stardust crusaders again it it is kind of odd that i feel like polar has been put in more mortal danger 
like actual mortal danger, not just like, oh no, an enemy is attacking me, but like an enemy is attacking me and literally is going to kill me if somebody else doesn't step in like meow mm -hmm. than anybody else in the entire series. Yeah, without a doubt. Like, I'm... And honestly, like maybe that's why part three is like not the, my top JoJo part nowadays because I just feel like it's like the Polnareff sideshow. And considering he has, like, no part in part four, and he has such a... Mm. Let's, let's not... I guess let's not quite go down that avenue yet. But it's, he has a very minuscule part in part five, is all I'm going to say. Yeah. Even though it doesn't feel like it. Because I feel like I feel like you got a little bit spoiled for part five, and you were like, mm -hmm. you you knew that Polnareff was probably going to make an appearance, but I think you were anticipating it so much sooner. TikToks aren't safe. Right. It's all I'm going to say. TikToks on TikTok, and TikTok compilations on YouTube. Right. Mm -hmm. And also fan fiction. Yeah. Of any variety, mm -hmm. anywhere. Boy. It's not safe. <laughs> I think the worst thing is, like, I, I think the worst thing is that I never expect the fucking spoilers, and then there's always more spoilers. I'm like, surely we've seen... No, and that's why I literally tell you to turn it off or, like, change yeah. it whenever we're watching them together. Right. I really hope you're not watching them by yourself, because you were, like, you probably just obliviously watch it and be like, I wonder if that was a spoiler. And I'm not here to be like, you shouldn't have seen that! It's, it's a fucking spoiler. Yeah, when in doubt, so. when in doubt, probably a spoiler. No, I have not. I haven't. Because I'm like, I just, I know. Like, I think, I honestly think that the Polnareff thing is why I'm like, all right, that's it. Because that was such a, oh, I don't know if it would have made it any better or not if I hadn't been spoiled ahead of time. Because it still would have just been me like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, I just would have said it a few more times. Yeah. Yeah. So from the day I upload this, it'll be like th that night that we're going to be talking about part five with one of your coworkers. Yeah. Special um, because none of my friends can come visit without quarantining for two weeks. Yeah. So I'm just happy that you like actually have a coworker who watches this yeah, he's and like, is like caught up. Really into it. He's the one that like got me back into it 100%. Yeah, like, that's good. Yeah. I'm really happy that we're going to have like an episode <laughs> with him and shenanigans probably. I, I haven't even met this guy. No, he's, you're going to love him. He's, yeah, he's pretty I wish I wish there were more weebs working in the service industry. Yeah, I feel like it's I feel weird. like what behind the bar really needs is more weebs. It's weird that there aren't. Like honestly, because I mean, like there's a certain. I, I also feel like the thing. yeah, but the service industry is so fucking judgmental, and if you're not like, if you're not up to go party, I'm like go out and go party, like, after your closing shift, even though you have to open the next morning. Like, people hate on you. No, people don't hate on you. You're just, like, you know, you, you don't really have that much in common with people mm, that you that. work with. Like, it's very much a party lifestyle. Yeah. Very much. Yeah, no, I've, I've seen <laughs> Like, seen. you're like, this, I worked 12 hours straight, and this shift kicked my fucking ass. And I'm going to go out and drink until I can't see straight, mm -hmm. get an Uber home or ride my bike home, but hopefully get an Uber home. Right. And then I'm going to wake up at nine o'clock tomorrow morning and be at work again by 10 a.m. to open. 
that hurts just thinking and just suffer until like five or six o'clock at night when you can finally go home and and like actually eat actually eat a meal your first actual meal in like a day and a half if you feel like cooking if not you're probably like uber eats that shit like you're getting that shit door dashed to your house because let's face it, like people in the service industry do not fucking cook for themselves they, on a regular basis. They don't do the best of taking care of their body. Or you get takeout from your job yeah. at the end of your shift. Right. You're like, I'm gonna sneak this employee meal out the back door because I don't feel like paying thirty dollars for a salad. Right. Yeah, no, I've uh, definitely seen secondhand. Uh, that insanity. I was, I, I, it kind of sucks. And, and or, but you were like, uh, you were so young when right. you worked in the industry. Yeah. I was like, I was just going to say that. Like, I was literally. You were literally like, I can't go out with you guys because I am not of age. I'm a well, okay, but to be fair, when I was, when I first started in the industry, I was also 17. Mm-hmm. And that it's didn't, so that did not stop me. Yeah. <laughs> I, one of my coworkers took me to Athens, Georgia when I was literally 18 years old and we went bar hopping mm. and I got drunk. Mm. So. I don't know that at all. I don't either. Like, I it's Athens, like Georgia. If, if I had been, if I had grown up in Mumbuck, you know, at the time, Massachusetts, you know, foreign country, USA at the time, uh, definitely would have had more of that. I don't know. It was weird. Well, yeah. So I didn't go out, out a lot. Like we went to people's houses. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like we went to someone's house all the time. Sorry, mom and dad. (laughs) Like you're probably never going to listen to this and you probably don't even know that I'm podcasting, but like all those times I said I was at so-and-so's house, like I was not at so-and-so's house. I was at someone else's apartment getting trash hammer drunk, Mm -hmm. blackout drunk, like 18 years old. I still think it's so stupid that the, that the U.S. legal drinking age is 21. It's just so arbitrary. Like, what is the three-year difference going to do, really? Really. Like, and if you, if you like, increment it, so, like, a lot of countries in Europe have it where you can start drinking beer and wine at 16, mm-hmm. and then you can actually purchase legally and drink legally hard liquor at 18. I feel like that's a good kind of way to... Smack. <laughs> um, that's a good way to kind of, like, just ease into it like you know have some beers with your family and have some wine with your family where it's not taboo and your parents aren't like haha you can't drink with us you're still at the kids table or whatever like this whole mentality is and then so when kids go off to college at 18 or whenever in the u.s all of a sudden it's like uh, my parents aren't here and i have much older people around me who can buy me shit so i'm gonna be completely irresponsible like Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I, I am glad I got a lot of my like binge drinking stuff like out of my out of my system in my in my youth. I don't know. Anyway, well beyond off topic. <laughs> well, I mean, we could probably lens it as being on topic because I mean, these boys, I'm pretty sure they've been hopping around the Middle East and drinking. I mean, we've already kind of done our head cannons for like what happens when the group gets like you know when Joseph goes out and buys a thirty rack of. Of Natty Light, okay. <laughs> Bush Light, whatever. Non copyrighted analog to those beers would be. Yeah, it'll be Bush Light, but like there will be no C in Bush. It'll be just B U S H. 
Right. Yeah, it's just bush. Yeah. White bush. Yeah. yeah. White bush instead. Yeah, it's like a Bible story. Right. Yeah, either like a Bible story or if you've gone and taken, you know, groom downstairs. You know what I appreciate about this anime, like, immensely, though, is that it's not very biblical. Oh, wait. You know how, like, there's a lot of, like, biblical themes running in, like, anime and, speci- like, general... Well, anime specifically but like tv shows in general there's a lot of biblical themes these days yeah and it's just it's a little it's not overwhelming but it's just kind of like it's boring now i guess yeah i'm kind of surprised honestly that they didn't take it there with the whole apocalyptic thematics of some jojo series yeah you know just kind of i mean there's like dark and light and like oh i'm on the white side of things versus the black side of things which is it's not yeah exactly but yeah, I'm just really, really surprised and and pleased that this isn't some like giant. Watch it be a biblical allegory. Watch the whole thing just be one giant fucking biblical allegory. Oh god, no! I just thought of something. Like, Fuck. Like a Rocky comes out five Fuck. years from now and like has an official blog post. No, let's not get ahead of ourselves because I know something you don't know. Okay, this 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 old song. Yep. Okay. Well, so uh, shall we continue uh, talking about part three? Yeah, I guess. Maybe that's a natural pivot point to... Dogs. 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 Dogs and birds. Dogs and birds, the anime. And Noah took two of each on his arc. Yeah, that was it. Just dogs and birds. But you know what? When... Oh, God. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I was going to be like, when okay. when Noah had an arc, like, there weren't... There probably weren't that many subspecies of, like, domesticated dogs. Just wolves. Well, there, no, there were definitely domestic dogs, probably. At least a, a, a handful. One dog. And dog. And dog. Anyway. No, we're talking about the Bible. I know. Okay, I'm going to get away from this. The episode 38, Pet pet Shop of Horrors, or whatever it's called. Oh, my Little Pet Shop of Horrors. Yeah, it's um, featuring Iggy and, and how Iggy functions as a human-sounding animal yeah this is our first time with iggy's internal, internal monologue voice like whatever yeah he's done some weird i always feel so bad for people who have to voice act animals like especially if they're like garbled stuff not just like well yeah i guess even like if you're doing like all right do you like cat noise now it's like meow meow like because you know fat or cat really take me there yeah i don't know but you they've got to be talented i mean if they keep getting hired to do animal voices then you know something's going right right and there's a lot of repetition that we've seen all right let's uh or more depressing topics i guess like this episode episode 38 has like by far and away the most animal violence that we've seen yeah this shit this shit like really like, I mean, I know we're almost, we're like, what, less than 10? Is 10 episodes or less than 10 episodes of this? This will be like 10, it's 48 episodes for the season. Yeah. So at this point, it's like, oh, shit. Like, things it's are like, why? really bad. Yeah, like, and I get it, like, the, it goes from, like, <laughs> I don't want to say zero to 60, but like, it goes from, like, 35 to 150 real fucking quick. Mm-hmm. Like, it goes through, like, like, school zone, no speeding to just, like, Autobahn. Like, just slam on like as long as you're in the left lane, you can go as fast as you fucking want to. As long as the person behind you doesn't mind. And Rocky wants to go real fast through your local uh, rescue. Yeah, but... Rescue. Yeah, exactly. Real fast. 
Um, but this is also the episode where we started speculating, like, um, offensive stands versus defensive stands. Yeah, like, and I, I really like the idea of this. And it's, it's interesting because there's certain stands that I feel like Iraqi is intentional about how he's treating them. But oh, absolutely. But then other ones, it's kind of like, is this like he did this on purpose or is there an exception to the rule for this stand? Um, because like, you know, we were talking, especially this is Iggy's, like it's all about Iggy and the All pool. about Iggy. Yeah, it's all about Iggy and the fool. And yeah, even from the beginning, I never really thought about it, but the first time that we're introduced to Iggy is in the desert and he gets his own private helicopter ride yes. in to support the guys. Yes. And the whole thing with that when you're introduced to his ability is, is mostly him being used as a way to like run away or like, you know, escape from a situation by flying over the sand. Well, yeah, I think it was, I think it was Iggy trying to get away from the stand user. Yeah, and then like, Jute like, was like, um, I don't think so. He, like, I'm going to, like, no, yeah, I'm going to take advantage of this real quick. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Um, but yeah, like, I'm like, okay. So, and then there's more of that in, uh, episode 38 because very quickly, um, once. yeah, the fool can't necessarily, I mean, it can attack, yeah, but its strength yeah. is definitely in defensive mechanisms, either shape shifting mm-hmm. or, um, literally just defense, like a shield, like, he's, yeah, kind of like a shock absorber type stand. Because, and the reason I say that is because when the fool gets hurt physically, like when it gets like ripped apart or like you know, chunks torn out of it or projectiles shot into it, it doesn't affect the stand user themselves. Not outwardly, anyway. Right. I mean, they're not, like, gouting blood from... True. Yeah. Whereas, like, with offensive, you know, offensive-type stands, like, um, like, Star Platinum... I'm offended. (laughs) Like, either Star Platinum or, um, like, most of the other ones, most of the other ones are very specifically, you know, offensive when they get like my boss's hat yeah that got thrown in the trash yes and when i asked him why he said because it was offensive (laughs) and just like immediately was like (laughs) i was like what (laughs) it smelled bad oh okay i said bruh i soak mine in oxyclean like once a month it is the tits yeah quite literally suggests um but like yeah, those stands, when they get clobbered or someone stabs them, then the user also, at the same moment, gets, like, their arm... They have, like, a spew stab. of blood coming out of their mouth. Yeah, well, like, well, well, like usually, like, especially with Jotaro, like, if he gets stabbed and, and you know, Star Platinum gets stabbed, and he, he bleeds from wherever Star Yeah, he does. So I'm like, okay... That is, that is a really good point you bring up, like, because I hadn't really thought in depth about that, but now that you say something, like, yeah, like... There are some stands that you can attack, and they like that attack doesn't show up on its user. Mm-hmm. Whereas I was under the impression, like even a, like a couple weeks ago, like anytime you attack a stand, like that that injury is going to show up on its user. But that is apparently not the case. Right, and it's like, is this intentional? Is this like a power balance thing? I feel like it. it like to me, that's how it appears. That it's like somehow. Like otherwise, yeah. You know, the, like otherwise, like Star Platinum would just be way too powerful if he yeah. was immune. Mm-hmm. You know, so. But like, yeah, like there's one of those, and 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 the fool is just like he's the only thing between Iggy 
and and an attacker fucking bird right yeah like probably the most evil depiction of a bird that i've ever seen in him so that's thanks thanks rocky but also the falcon was really well drawn yeah Yeah, no uh yeah he was it was actually a very well proportionally drawn falcon which is more than i can say for Iggy's first couple of appearances way back yeah because he looks he doesn't look anything like he used to right i'm like thank god thank god um but yeah so that was like kind of a a big takeaway and it kind of changed like looking back at it you know oh wow this actually kind of changed a lot of the dynamic of some of the fights that they had in the past and then it also kind of got me thinking for future fights that you know we'll, we'll get to talking about eventually but it's just kind of like hmm, can't think of a lot of other defensive stands later well i guess it depends on how you look at certain ones yeah but then there's also a support type that i was thinking yeah uh, that's the third thing we were talking about with like stands like um hermit purple yeah, hermit purple where he can like grab you out of the way like he can manipulate things he can like you know he can take images like spirit images of things and yeah divinate yeah but other than that that's kind of the most like he like at most he can like squeeze you let me just squeeze you you can do a big old hug yeah joseph joestar hugs (laughs) featuring hermit purple yeah that sounds like a really weird like dragon con Mm -hmm song like something you'd hear at like dragon con karaoke i mean yeah why not yeah i'm already picturing because we're talking about maybe doing um we're doing a we're talking about doing a group cosplay next year yeah. <sighs> i don't know which which boy i want to cosplay the most i don't know which boy i want to cosplay the most i know it's a dilemma it's i mean obviously they need to be very compatible well, or not, because we might have fun, like, hating on each other all day. That might be fun, too. Yeah, that's true. But ultimately. The ultimately. Fans, the fans know. <laughs> the fans know. They know the truth. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, we're talking about getting, like, a group together. And I, I kind of hope that, like, more of my friends start watching JoJo just so that they might kind of be in on it. But mm-hmm. we'll always have the uh, the Sailor Soldier punk group as well. You guys called that off so fucking good. That was so much fun. I can't believe that was two years ago. Yeah. And then we ran into the the stormtroopers of the Sailor Soldiers, and that was really fun, like, yeah. posing with them for pictures and, sh- like... Yeah. No, you guys rocked it. That was awesome. Yeah. I was really, really happy, because that was, that was literally the first time the four of us had ever cosplayed anything together. Yeah. And that was the all. first time I'd ever cosplayed anything with anyone else. And it's funny because, like, I know you guys kind of sort of coordinated on what you were doing, but you all did it very, yeah. Because Carol was like, I'm doing this, this, and this. And Melissa was like, Well, do we want to do crop tops or do we want to do this? And I was like, I'm not doing a crop top, I'm doing like a leotard because I wanted like some element of like the, the, you know, the very um, basic like Sailor Fuku. Like, I wanted that, that element. And Angel was like, I'm just wearing a bra. Right. And, and then we all decided we were going to do like, we we're going to do some sort of vest. And I was like, I'm doing a denim vest. I'm hand painting this bitch. I'm like, I'm putting studs in it. Like I'm like doing this to the max. I bought those amazing shoes that I spray painted green and put studs on the heels. I had a lot of time to kill. I was living with 
Yeah. And like, I just had so much time to kill when they were either at work or asleep or at the gym and I wasn't working. I was out on the back porch, like just fucking hammering out these cosplays. And I was like, it was so much fun. Yeah. I mean, it was stressful because I didn't think I'd have anything done in time, but it was right. fun. Yeah, I remember you having some mental yeah. uh, gymnastics over that. But it was so much fun. Everything looked so good. And we did our little, like, group photo op. Like, yeah. <laughs> poor poor Venus was super hungover, but... <laughs> yeah. She was... She was... Yeah, we briefly saw her when we first showed up. Like, yes, she was when we were going to get, get our badges. Barney just blacked out of, out of her mind. She was not blacked out then. She was on her way to being blacked out. <laughs> she was well on her way. She was well on her way. Yeah. As you do at Dragon Con. Yeah, like, hey, if you're not blacked out on your first night, are you even, like, living? Probably not. Yeah. Especially not that, like, that horrifying maze of a hotel. I'm, I'm imagining trying to navigate that, that hotel setup, like, that drunk. Like, oh my god, you would you would have gotten lost so quickly if I hadn't been insane. there. Yeah, insane. Yeah. I would have been like Palmer up in that beat. Yeah. But um I think my standability would be navigation. Yeah, because you got us back. And I don't think in, like remember New York? Yeah, I do. Hammer, Ish. Hammer drunk in New York. Ish. You somehow managed to get us back from the bar. I don't remember half of that trip. I know, but you did. I remember I remember being like, we need to get on the train to Jersey City, Jersey shitty. Yeah, Jersey shitty. <laughs> Jersey City. When you get on the train, like before such and such a time, because they're stopping like all, like outbound, inbound train service mm-hmm. for the weekend slash foreseeable future. Right. That would have been very bad. Yeah. Yeah. Because then the next day it was not good. <laughs> not great. Not good. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, so I think my stand ability, I don't think you'd be able to see a stand for me. I think it would just be like a navigational ability. Mm-hmm. So I think I'd be one of those um, stand users where like you never see its actual stand. You just see its ability like Mariah. So you'd have like a, a GPS of some sort, but it would have like maybe additional. I would like it had like a built in GPS. Like you wouldn't be able well, to see it. Yeah, unless you're talking like, I mean, <laughs> like some of the characters in future that are, they have like a goofy like add on to dad kind of thing. I guess, yeah. yeah. Like a goofy add-on doodad. Yeah, but you wouldn't need it. No. It's not very part three for sure. But, no, I mean, but that stems out of episode 39 where I realized, like, you never actually see Pet Shop's stand Horace. Mm-hmm. You only see its ability. Right. But you do see it very briefly when they're coming Title back, card. Yeah, for a title card, which I was thrown off. I'm like, huh. So they had a design. But maybe it's Are you sure it wasn't just a, like a, a rendition of Pet Shop? No, it was definitely it was definitely Horace. Sand. Yeah. Okay. Because it had like it had like the, the weird like you know like the how powerful and what dimension is the stand you know like that that whole thing what comes back and shows one of the stands for it. So. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure we could find it in the image, but it was just very strange seeing it. Some stands you just. Never see. Yeah, they don't manifest. They're just just the ability. Mm -hmm. I wonder what that says about someone's soul then. If the soul doesn't manifest. Well, yeah. Then only the ability does. It's probably, I mean, it's probably intentional. But then there's also stands that don't have a user. A couple of them. Yeah, apparently. Which is really weird. And there's also stands that eat their users. Yes. We'll get to that later. Yes. Like literally next episode. Yeah. Yeah, actually horrifying. Really? Yeah. Yeah. 
I know. I remember the first time we watched that specific episode and we were just like, what is happening? Why is this? I'm not a fan. Yeah. Some people are, which is fine. It's not for me. You know, like watching it again, I'm like, oh, my brain had just like. Yeah. You were like, I completely, I did kind of forget about um, that one too. And I was just like, oh yeah. But I think it took me as less of a shock because I was like, no, now I remember. And you were just like, oh God, I completely blocked that out. Yeah, it was pretty fresh. This sucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, are those the only kind of instances you wanted to mention with stands and abilities and manifestations and things of such? Yeah, I mean, there's just kind of an interesting thing. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, the same thing as, you know, with uh, some, of the, some of the other subtleties of, of stands. And it's like, is this intentional or is it just like we've written this way for dramatic tension or something right i don't know it's hard to say speaking of intentional i wonder if it was intentional they translated uh darby the younger saying that he was the butler of the mansion or if it was just like uh that's a convenient word we'll just use that yeah that's kind of weird there's there's a lot of that stuff like yeah i mean you can tell that like they translated some things to be like just so that the mouth would move at the same rate as like the english words yeah or if it's just because, like, if, if you have, like, a very subtle grasp of what you, like, if you actually understand what they're saying from the Japanese, it's like, wait, that's not, that's not what that word means. Why yeah. Why do they translate like that? It's like, I've never seen that word used in that context, so why would they possibly yeah. do that here? Yeah, I, I don't know. It's weird, because maybe he's, like, I mean, the mansion's kind of alive-ish in a weird way. The so. butler? <laughs> no, I was just like, no, I was saying like, why would why would Darby the Younger say that when it's very clearly van- vanilla ice or cool ice uh-huh. is the butler of the mansion? Honestly, the only thing I can. Or maybe think it's of... that creepy guy. No. No. no he's not even good enough for that. The Two Face guy. Yeah, All right, true. I think maybe the only thing I can think of is that it's him, like he's like almost trying to brag because of how like that's how much Dio has like ingrained his power and prowess in their hands yeah. like maybe like literally saying that he's the butler is like like all these guys like they don't even know who they're messing with i'm the butler isn't there an anime where like that's the whole gist is like you go to like you go to like school to be a butler and it's like very prestigious mm-hmm. i feel like that's also not an anime but like an actual irl thing that yeah, people watched, do yeah remember we watched that whole it was like that it's like a maid slash butler cafe like and, <gasps> that's right yeah but that's there, right. There is an anime. I forget. But that's a called. whole niche. That's like a whole like specific thing. I'm talking about like, I'm talking about like in real life. I feel like, I don't know, like 50, 70, 100 years ago when having a butler was like still a thing for. No, you're right. And it's still a thing. It was very prestigious, like. Yeah placement i mean and oh my god okay i'm this is going off on a wild tangent but like yeah like going back to like slave days in america if if a if a mixed child was like brought into the house and out of the field like it was very often that that child would be like waiting on the master or the master's white sons Mm -hmm. um as like a sort of butler position so it was very favorable as opposed to like being out in the fields like toiling away and getting whipped and shit on and like sorry that thought just like completely blasted through my mind and i had to get it out yeah but i mean that's it's still a thing i think i saw something like a on youtube that was like one of those like little like five minute infographic things that was like this is i'm a professional butler in case you didn't know that this was still a thing i think i remember watching that with you now that you said it and it's like it's still it's definitely like it's very niche like there's only 
so many people in the world that are doing this. It's like being an au pair. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, and it's the same thing. They probably make a shit ton of money being a professional butler. Yeah. Wow, what a strange phrase. Professional butler or au pair. Making a shit ton of money being a professional butler. Yeah. That is a weird journey that my tongue had to go on. It's a bizarre adventure. An au pair makes sense, though, because it's typically someone of a of a foreign uh, birth mm-hmm. or nationality. Nice knuckle crack. Thank you. And they're, they come overseas, and they're very well educated, I would assume, and get hired by these rich-ass families to teach their kids, like, different, about different cultures and languages. So, like, I get that. Like, they're introducing their children to, like, a whole other culture, a whole other language at a very young age. Like, that's it's a pretty favorable thing to do. Yeah. I would like, and I don't know why, I mean, I know why more Americans don't do that. It's because we pour a shit. Mm. Um, but I don't know why America is so stuck on not teaching second languages until kids are like 11 or 12. It makes no fucking sense because sure. learning a language at that point is like so fucking difficult versus like, Oh, you're, Learning how to speak English, let's learn how to speak another language as well. I think it kind of ties in with the whole stubbornness to adopt um, the metric system. And, like, you know, it's like in that same thing where we're like, okay, we don't don't need to know more than one language because we're America. We don't need to know the metric system because we're America. You know, like, we're the rest of the Right, but there's no official language of the country either. I know, but certain people don't want you to think that way. Too bad. I know. I'm thinking that way. I know. And it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. um, Which Darby do you think is more attractive? (laughs) Just getting way back on topic all of a sudden and just uh, surprise. uh, Let's see. I think... I don't know. Are we talking about, like, the whole picture, including their... their Just looks. Okay, just the looks. Because they're both soul stealers, but one steals souls into creepy fucking dolls and one steals souls into poker chips. Yeah. Uh, definitely the younger one. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Like, going back, like, there was something very appealing about him until he started, like, fo- like literally foaming at the mouth, like, trying to figure out um, certain things that we haven't gotten to yet. But, like, uh, I don't know. And and the, the older Darby, we talked about how he uses English because he knows Joseph is, like, uh, a native English speaker probably. Um, and how oddly considerate that was, but also kind of mocking at the same time. But the way he just ages, like, so quickly when when he's, like, you know, trying not to give up Dio's standability to JoJo. I yeah. don't know. I just, I don't have that whole, like, older man, like, daddy kink that so many people have. And so I think I'm going to have to go with with the younger Darby being the more attractive in my eyes, too. Even though I don't like his hair. What do you think their face coverings, like the silver thing is? I have no idea. Because that's still bothering me. I don't know if it's tattoos or if it's paint, like makeup. Yeah. Like, do they wake up every day and just paint that on just to like, mm, It's so mm. so weird because all I can think of when I see it is like from Battle Angel Alita. Yeah. She has the, like the the cartoons or the whatever, the metal foil thing on her cheeks. I've been obsessed with Battle Angel for... I know. It's one of the the first things we kind of bonded over. Yeah. 
I'm just like I've been obsessed with it since I was in junior high school. You've seen like my drawings I did when I was in high school of like yeah, <laughs> like OCs but like battle angel style. There's so yeah. many of them. Yeah, I know. I was like, huh, I thought I was the only one that did that. So. You're not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I'm, I uh, I guess we could even talk about that movie at some point in the future. Oh, absolutely. I want to rewatch it and definitely, and I want to watch the anime version of it too because I haven't seen that. I have it. It's an OVA. It's a two-part OVA. I have it on DVD. It was the first DVD that I ever bought. Well, off-season's coming up, and we have a lot more free time. Yeah. So that'll be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so how about, like, Joseph's sudden enthusiasm for video games, despite being almost 70 years old? I don't know. Like, that where do you think that came that from? That factors in a lot in future episodes, too. Like, immediate future episodes, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, this guy... Has he ever set foot in an arcade? Like, what was his, like, what happened with him between when we last saw him in part two? 1939. To the, to the 80s. 19, late 1980s. Yeah. Well, he fucked around on Suzy Q at he, least once. He did fuck around on Suzy Q. Yeah, at least once. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's really interesting because it, like, Kakuine, like, steps up to, to play the video game with, um, with Darby the younger, like so quickly, and and Joseph just kind of is like, oh my god, like video games, like what? Because the last game we saw this asshole was with um, clacker balls. Can you just not talk about <laughs> All right, we don't have to. What I'm just uh, pointing out that li- literally the last game we saw him with was right. So basically, outside of poker. Like, like, or so, gambling. So basically tantamount to him running around with a stick and a hoop. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like Jonathan probably did. Some 19th century bullshit. Yeah. Like Jonathan probably literally did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, when he wasn't boxing at the age of 12 uh, or 14. Yeah. Like. A, a world class pugilist at 12. <laughs> but like, I mean, yeah, it's interesting because uh, I, I feel like it might be an intentional thing because in the 80s, in America, arcade stuff was immense. I feel like in the 80s in Japan, that hadn't really caught on as much. Like, really? Yeah. The, the, the Japanese, and to my knowledge, I might be wrong on this, I thought, Japanese arcade craze and the boom of it really only started in the 90s. So I don't know if that's like some intentional thing where it's like, oh, even middle or older people would be, you know, be super into it. I mean, Joseph is living in America in the 80s. True. So he moved yeah. into like a New York City penthouse with Susie Q. He's like some real estate mogul, a la he who shall not be named, and is like living the life of luxury. So like maybe. He probably had his own fucking arcade. Well, I wouldn't say he has his own arcade, but he probably has a console. Well, I was going to say like, I meant that as in like he owns a building where an arcade at least like pieces from it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That whole thing. Yeah, you're probably right. And he probably spent, I wouldn't be surprised if he freaking went down there and tried to impress a bunch of, like, all the, all the cool kids. Yuck. You know? Yuck. Yeah. He's yuck. a big yuck. He's a big yuck. He no, he's not a big yuck. He's just a dumb... He's a, a bit, a bit. A bit oh, yuck. a bit yuck. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh... I don't know, but yeah, it's, it's like, he's super into it. Yeah, it's just bizarre. Ha <laughs> 
I always do that. <laughs> it's a fucking bizarre show. There's a reason why they call it that. Yeah, I know. It's just, I always I don't realize until after I say it. Right. Yeah, I'm super stoked about our next recording session and um, the one after that. And then we'll almost be done with, we're like two episodes away from being done with Stardust Crusaders as a as the blorb. And then we'll get back into part four, which I am I'm actually excited to start again. I hope it's not as like boring as I feel like it might be. <laughs> I don't know. I love those idiots. Like they just I do like too. Very well. I do. I I mean obviously I got a shirt with fucking like Josuke's silhouette on it. Yeah. For like wearing the brewery and stuff. Can't wait to see uh Okiasu again. Yeah. Oh Josuke. That's yeah, good. Like so 40, good. A 43-year-old man. Yeah, but he's only like 16. Yeah. Great. <laughs> oh, man. What a... Shonen a... anime in the style takes some creative liberties with how they draw teenagers. Yeah, well, it's all right. faces. I guess. It's all right in some aspects. It's not all right in other aspects. Yeah. 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 Anyways... Anyways, thanks for joining us on another episode of Otaku. I hope we entertained you guys at least a little bit. At least a little bit. I'm Liz. I'm not Liz. <laughs> I was hoping you would do that. Nice. Very nice.